from Los Angeles. This is the Echelon Radio Network. This is Jerry Hemsworth with the Echelon Radio Podcast. And today I'm sitting with Gary Weiss. You're an accountant, are you not? Yeah, CPA. CPA, which is better than just an accountant. But you, you, <laughs> he's laugh. I got Gary Weiss to laugh. <laughs> but you are a tax specialist, especially when somebody's in trouble with tax. Tax resolution, yes. Tax resolution. Tell me about your practice. Well, I mean, I have a regular accounting firm. Mm-hmm. We do corporate partnership, individual taxes, the usual stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but m- I specialize personally there in doing tax resolution, which is fixing people's problems with the IRS, people mm-hmm. who, have, who have not filed returns, people mm-hmm. who owe a lot of money, people have liens, levies, mm-hmm. all sorts of problems that have overwhelmed them and they don't know what to do. So they throw up their hands and finally said, I'm going to get some help. And they show up in my door saying, what do I do so I don't go to jail? Yeah. We were just talking a little bit ago about uh, people have this huge fear of the IRS. People are terrified of them and have a really bad taste in their mouth. And um, and so they delay and they, and they put off. And um, you have a really interesting outlook on that because you deal with the IRS daily, do you not? Yes. And they're people. Normal people. Normal people. Most of them. Most of them. (laughs) On occasion you get a screwball. Yeah. Every now I guess somebody who just But why do people why do you find clients just sit and do nothing and then they, they build up the boogeyman in their head? The IRS, US government, Mm -hmm. Congress, has gone to great lengths since Al Capone, Mm. to create an adversarial relationship with the taxpayer. Mm. And since Al went to jail Mm -hmm. for tax fraud, if that was the only way they could get him, Mm -hmm. they found that to be an effective method. The problem is over the last 50, 60, 70 years, Mm -hmm. it's gotten worse. So people are very afraid when they get that letter in the mail that says IRS in the upper left-hand corner. Mm-hmm. And God forbid it should come certified return receipt. Uh, that means, as far as they're concerned, that's a summons to jail. Right, right. And when you, like most human beings, when you get threatened, mm-hmm. it's fight or flight. Mm-hmm. So what do you know? Are you going to fight the IRS? Yeah, no. 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 Nobody's going to do that. I'm That's what I do. Yeah. yeah. So they they hide. they flight. <laughs> yeah. So they go. They hide. They put it away. They don't do anything, and they think they're you know they think if they just don't do anything, mm-hmm. it'll go away. <laughs> Doesn't work that way. No. And by time it builds up on them, and they start getting liens, levies, threatening notices. Mm-hmm. You know, they finally say, "I better do something about this before I actually do go to jail," which right. they never will. Mm-hmm. But that then they come to me, mm-hmm. and my job initially mm-hmm. is not to solve the problem that I can do. That's not a problem. My job is is to be able to take this high level of anxiety and reduce it to zero and mm-hmm. have them walk out the door 
going, I can sleep tonight. Thank God. I don't have to worry. Mm. That is my biggest job. And that is probably the thing I'm the best at. That's your superpower. Yeah. It's being able to get people to take that anxiety out of them, Mm -hmm. leave it on the floor, and go leave the anxiety with me. Mm. Go home. Mm -hmm. No one's going to call you anymore. We signed a power of attorney, so I deal with the IRS. Mm -hmm. And they can walk out the door. And the IRS isn't going to talk to them. They don't care. Mm -hmm. They can go home and go about their business. Then I go to war. Which is what I love to do. Oh, yeah. That's your very best battle. That's my battle. Well, men like to fight battles, Mm. right? That's what they do. Sure. My battles are with the U.S. government. But, you know, little me, Mm -hmm. big government. And you love to take them on. Yeah. It's fun. You know, it's something to do. See, that is you being happy and being fun. Oh, yeah. That's my, that's That's my happy happy place. Happy place. Yep. When I can call up, like, I just have one client. He owes forty-four thousand dollars mm. from twenty eleven. Mm. It's all an error on his previous accountant's part. Oh crap! So I I figured it out in about fifteen minutes what was wrong, mm-hmm. and I called the IRS several times and figure I have a plan. It's going to take a year to fix it, mm-hmm. but I'm working with the Taxpayer Advocates Office, which mm-hmm. is a separate part of the Treasury Department, which is the IRS as part of the Treasury Department. Mm-hmm. And I'm solving the problem. I called him up and said, I got it. Don't worry about it. He doesn't care anymore. Wow. He's had since 2011. Been carrying that? Yeah. Wow. It's got to cause havoc with health, mentally, physically. Oh, yeah. I everything. Have, <clears throat> I have people who really struggle to get through a day sometimes because oh, they're scary. so overwhelmed sure. with the fear. Mm-hmm. They don't know. They don't know the fear of what? Just mm-hmm. fear mm-hmm. that's been created in their minds by the IRS. Mm-hmm. Yet the world is ending. Oh, that's it's an amazing talent that you have, and I don't think there are many CPAs that relish in what you love to relish in. No, most accountants hate that. Yeah. <laughs> no, they don't want first of all, I can spend on a good day, I have spent six hours on the phone wow. with the IRS. That's a good day for you. Well most of it's on hold unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, but that's you know, it's six hours for ten minutes of talk. <laughs> uh, essentially. It's but that's a good day. But when I get through, mm-hmm. I know what to do. I know where to hone in on. Um, I have about 40 different telephone numbers for the IRS. Wow. Okay. So I know what department to call. I know what the – when you get a letter from the IRS, there's yeah. a number yeah. in the top right-hand corner. CP2000. Yeah. 3219A. Sure. CP22. Right. All these different numbers. Wow. To you, they mean nothing. Right. To me, they mean something. They mean everything. Right. I know where it is in the process by looking at those letters. So the IRS hasn't figured out to put your counterpart on the other side that you have a direct line to. <laughs> no. 
No, they don't. And that's because... Which would be a grand thing for you. Right, but remember, that's the Congress. Right. The Congress creates the rules. Mm -hmm. The IRS is only there to implement the law. They don't write law. They don't write anything Mm -hmm. other than procedures. Mm -hmm. But so they're just doing what they're told to do. And they're probably looking at it going, this is really whack. Oh, I get that from the IRS. (laughs) I get that from agents all the time. (laughs) That this makes no sense, but I have to do it. This is what the law is. Right. So, Gary, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Did you always want to be an accountant <laughs> when you were a kid? Did you want to? Did you grow up going, I want to be an accountant? No. What did you want to do? I wanted to be a writer. Writer. Right. Correct. A writer. What made you want to be a writer? Don't know. You there just was just something it. inside of me that said, I want to be a writer. Wow. And so you wrote as a kid and in school and... No, I was a terrible writer. I couldn't put two words together and make a sentence. Really? Yeah. But you just wanted to be a writer. Yeah. Fascinating. So somewhere along the line, that something inspired you and somebody you read or... Right. No. What happened was I went back. I decided to get my master's degree in tax from USC. Well, wait. Before we go there. Before we go... Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I had to take the GMAT. So Mm. I took a GMAT prep course. And the guy that I took the English portion Mm -hmm. taught me more about how to write an English structure and how to make a sentence than all the years of school I had. Wow. And all of a sudden it just went, I went, oh. Oh, I get it. The perfect example is my wife's mother died Mm. when she was 19. Mm. It's a bad sentence. Yes. It implies the mother died at 19. Correct. So he taught me you have to, has to, all the pieces have to be in order. So you should say, my mother, you know, my wife's mother died when my wife was 19. Mm-hmm. Now it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I started to learn how to write. Interesting. But you had the nugget in your soul before when you were a kid saying, this is what I want to do. Yeah. But you didn't become a writer. No. At what point did you decide to become an accountant? Well, when I went to college, <clears throat> I took a lot of ology classes, biology, <laughs> anthropology, chemistry. Sciences. Yeah, I took all sciences. But one day I took, my mother was a bookkeeper for my dad. Uh. So I knew what a bookkeeper was. So mm-hmm. I took a bookkeeping course in the 70s. This meant paper, ledgers, ledgers pencil, yeah, sure. erasers, Ooh. those things that don't exist mm-hmm. anymore. And um, I learned how to do a set of books. And you liked that. Right. And through a series of events, mm-hmm. um, I went to college, dropped out of college, went mm-hmm. back. And when I went back, I decided to go back into accounting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I went back, got my degree in accounting, mm-hmm. and um, one of my great stories is I was taking accounting 101, Cal State Dominguez Hills, mm-hmm. had Professor Lee, uh, long gray hair, ponytail, Birkenstocks, <laughs> great. We had two, two exams, the midterm and the final. At the end of the midterm, the next class meeting, he walked around and handed out pink slips to half the class said this is not a class for you i didn't get one but that sort of realized he basically was saying don't you don't want to do this no you're gonna fail this course whoa so he kicked out half the class unbelievable oh yeah it was, i'm you were 
<laughs> Our eyes are all like, Go you know, away, don't come back. Yeah, that's what it was. But I I didn't get one, obviously. Uh-huh. And that sort of realized I'm in the right place. You were doing what you, yeah. were, you were meant to do. Yeah, I was in the right place. And yet your education didn't stop there. No, I got my degree, went back to work for accounting for two years, dropped yeah. out of accounting, went to Hughes Aircraft for many years. And then when in when I was working at Hughes Aircraft, I decided this is not for me. Mm-hmm. So I went to my boss, R.B. Love. I said, I want to get my master's degree in tax. I want to go to USC. Mm-hmm. So I applied, took the GMAT more than once. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and um, did not get in the first time. Mm-hmm. But I found the dean of the school, Mike Duffy. I mm-hmm. talked to him. And I expressed my passion that I had to do this. Mm-hmm. And the next time I applied, I got in. I graduated with my MBT in 1990. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I, was, I loved going to school. You told me a story about... Uh, needing to use the libraries at USC, and specifically the law libraries. Right. When, when you, in the early, late 80s, yes. the accounting library at SC was terrible. Mm. It didn't have the tax stuff we needed. So I needed to use the law library. Mm-hmm. Well, those pesky law students ah. wanted to use it too. They're very annoying, very, you know. They get in the way. Oh, not only that, they're, they're all. like gnats. And they're, you know, it's SC, so they're all snobs. <laughs> so I said, so I figured Hughes Aircraft <clears throat> must have a law library. Which is where you were working. Right. So I got permission to go to corporate and use the law library. So I would go at 5.30 in the morning before it opened and use the law library. One day I stayed later than mm-hmm. I should have. And the you know, the tax people started showing up. Mm-hmm. And one of them asked me what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I said, I told him what I was doing. He mm-hmm. said, Don't bother. You'll never become an accountant. You'll never do it. Really? Yeah. And I right, looked at right him. Right to your face. Oh yeah. About this far. Oh geez. And I just looked at him. And I thought to myself, "That's really uh, thanks for your thanks for the input, but yeah. no, I'm going to do it anyway." Yeah. And I went on, and, you know, got my degree, went back, passed the exam, and got a job in accounting. Big ass, watch me. Yeah, yeah, I went ahead and did it anyway. And did you go work for a big firm? No, I worked for a very unique boutique uh, accounting firm mm-hmm. called Edward White and Company. Mm. That did high end accounts, mm-hmm. um, big stuff. Mm-hmm. Very, very unique firm mm-hmm. where I learned how to be not just how to be an accountant, mm-hmm. but I learned the business of accounting because mm-hmm. I pay attention mm-hmm. to the secretaries, the admin, the people mm-hmm. who puts filed stuff. Running the machine. Yep, I pay attention. Mm-hmm. And because of that, yeah. I learned. And when did you start your own firm? Well, I worked for a couple of more accounting firms. Mm-hmm. And I worked for another firm. And uh, I got the job there. When I got the job, mm-hmm. I realized a month later, I really screwed up. 
Oh. <laughs> I was in the wrong place yeah. with the wrong job. Yeah. And about eight months later, we had a disagreement. Oh. They paid me a bunch of money. I left. Okay. At that point, in December of 2010, mm-hmm. I formed my own firm. I just decided I'm going to do it. And that was that? Yep. And we were just joking that, uh, you know, you're never happy. You're never, you know, uh, pleased. But I disagree. I disagree. I think you're happy with what you're doing, and I think that's what makes you thrive. Well, yeah, correct. That's my happy place. But my idea of fun Mm -hmm. is different than other people's. Well, sure. Right. And so when people say, let's go do this, it's fun, I go, no. (laughs) They look at me like I'm insane. They go, what would you rather do? I go, well, I got some tax court cases to read that I think are far more fun. And I read those. But thank God for your clients. I yeah. mean that. I mean that's fantastic. But well, one of my one of the things I'm lately most proud yeah. of is that there's a law professor mm-hmm. at Pepperdine mm-hmm. who teaches tax law, and I've been reading his articles regularly for three years. Mm-hmm. Finally, I started emailing him, and we started a dialogue back and forth. And here I am, this lonely little CPA dealing with this high powered tax attorney, I realized I can hold my own. And that's and I thought to myself, wow, I did do it. Yeah. Despite what that guy told me at Hughes Aircraft. Yeah. I did do it. And where is he now? Who cares? <laughs> Probably dead from frustration, anxiety, and tension. <laughs> yeah, he keeled over. Yeah. He's not happy. That's one not happy guy. Oh no, he was none of the people in tax departments are ever happy. No. Your corporate tax department. You really are. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'm not going to admit it, though. No, never. never. Don't. Gary Weiss is not one happy guy. No. Don't ever believe it. Curmudgeon. Yeah. Or as we said, WBMC, which stands for whiny, bitchy, M. Moaning. Moaning and complaining. But you're still happy. That's my skill set. And lovely. Yeah. Thank you, Gary. Thank you for being with me today. Uh, it was a pleasure. I won't tell anybody. Don't. Okay. I appreciate, appreciate it. Brian, same thing. You're not to say anything to anybody. Yeah, nobody should know. He's sitting over in the corner going, I'm going to tell everybody. Yeah. Yeah, we know it. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, Gary. All right. Presented by Echelon Business Development. More than just networking. Way more.